Hello and welcome to the Locked On Lease Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. I am your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive. You can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show while you're at it at Locked On Leafs. And if you like what you hear today, please be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a rating and a comment as well. And uh, just a reminder, once I get 100 reviews, I'll be hosting a giveaway. So get those in. Let's win some prizes, y'all. So just as I promised yesterday, so today what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and uh, I I wanted to do it yesterday, but we kind of ran out of time. The episode ran a little long, so I kind of spliced it up. And I was going to do, since it was Free Agent Frenzy, and we we missed out on it. It's it's super unfortunate that we didn't get to have the Frenzy yesterday, something that is a Canada Day tradition for me and many other Canadians and and many other hockey fans, you know, around the world. And we just didn't get to to, to have it, and it was kind of sad. But um, I still wanted to kind of... Uh, have a little bit of free agent flair to the podcast on Canada Day just to get that in. But unfortunately, like I said, kind of ran out of time a little bit and I had to I had to push the free agent part to today because of all the news that broke yesterday and, and that was just kind of on the forefront. That was really important stuff that I wanted to get get that, that information to you guys. So I figured, okay, so I can push free agency to tomorrow and it's still relevant because there's a lot of signings that also happen on July 2. Not all just July 1. Uh, but... So that's that's what we're going to do right now. I'm going to go through my top five worst signings. Yes, the Leafs have made some very nice free agent deals. John Tavares was a very, very good free agent deal. But if you look at the list of players that the Leafs regret signing on July 1, that list is far greater, far longer, and far more spicier. So I think, uh, I think that that is the much better list and the much more fun list to discuss and discuss these players. So that's what we're going to do right here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go from, from five to one. I do have an honorable mention as well. And full disclosure, I did record this segment yesterday. So if you do hear any references to being Canada Day or July 1, uh, that's that would be why. But I, I knew I had to get this out to you guys. So just kind of look past that and uh, take the, the the valuable information out of it and the fun conversation that we're having. But uh, that, that's what this episode's going to be all about, kind of a bonus show, because I did promise that I was going to do it. So without further ado, let's talk about the worst free agent frenzy signings that the Maple Leafs have made in the cap era. So right now, since it is Canada Day, July 1, and this is this is the day of the frenzy, we're going to take a look back at the top five worst free agent frenzy signings of the cap era. And there's been a lot of them. A lot of them. And the Leafs have made <laughs> most of them, if we're being quite honest. Because they're just rich. They just throw around money like it's candy, like it's nothing. You get a five-year deal. You get a five-year deal. $30 million to you. $20 million to you. And it just, oh, every time, every time, I am just sitting here. And I'm massaging my temple when I see you come across the ticker. Mike Komisarek, five-year deal, $21 million. David Clarkson, seven-year deal, $36 million. Like, Stefan Robida, 37 years old. Let's give him a three-year, $9 million deal. Man, there have been some terrible contracts by the Maple Leafs on this day. 
And we're going to go through with the top five. But first, I do have an honorable mention. And it's going to be Stefan Robida. And the reason why he's in my honorable mentions list is because technically, the Leafs were able to get around his terrible contract when they sent him to Robida Island. And his cap ended up not even factoring into anything for the remaining two years of his career. So Robida ended up signing a three-year, $3 million a year deal. Played so bad in the first season that when he returned, Lou Lamorella was like, oh, I heard you're, you're, you can't play anymore. And he basically was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, like your leg like has some sort of infection and like it's called you can't play hockey anymore disease, so go to Robida Island. And he was like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> like, I guess, because we never heard anything of it, right? It was just, he was banished to Robida Island, along with more players later on after the fact, but he was the first. And uh, so he's my honorable mention. And I'm going to start from number five and go back down to number one. So number five, and I struggled with this one a little bit. Wasn't sure who I was going to put here. There were a couple of options. But I had to go with Patrick Marlowe, and I'll tell you why. At the time of the signing, I liked it, and I still like the signing. Like three years, $6 million a year, total of $18 million. But here was the problem. Everybody knew the second that that contract was signed, he wasn't going to be here for year three. There was no way that they were going to be able to pay him year three, knowing that both Matthews and Mars' contracts are going to be have to be re-upped that same season along with Kapitan and Janssen. So the fact that they felt the need that they had to give him that third year, and they did because if you recall at the time, there was kind of a kind of a war, bidding war between them and the Sharks. And, you know, Marlowe, obviously longtime San Jose Shark, uh, if he wanted to go, you know, stay home, stay where he was drafted, where he became... Um, an elite player, a captain for the team, made, you know, cup runs, uh, one of the best players to ever suit up for the Sharks in his, in their franchise history, probably the best player outside of Joe Thornton and maybe Owen Nolan, but Patrick Marlowe certainly, uh, that, that third year is what gets me because that forced us to have to trade away a first round pick. And that's this year's first round pick, which we could technically get back if we lose to Columbus and then win the lottery. And then we end up with it and then we'll have to give up next year's unprotected first rounder for Marlowe. <clears throat> but it shouldn't be a problem. But it's just, you know, the optics of having to give up a first round pick to get out of this contract in order to make, you know, more signings this offseason doesn't sit well with me. Um, but at the same time, I understand that when he was here, you know, his his veteran leadership, his veteran presence on the ice, what he did for Marner and Matthews, essentially like adopting them as sons and and teaching them how to be successful in the league um, is is valuable. And it was extremely valuable. And he was totally worth the six million dollars in year one, somewhat worth it in year two. But by year three, his play had diminished so much by the end of last season. They knew that they could not go into next year and have that $6 million cap hit on the books. They just couldn't do it. So they were forced to move him and trade him to Carolina. And in order for Carolina to take that contract on and ultimately bought him out, 
they had to give up a first round pick. And that's why I have Marlowe at number five. Number four, Jason Blake. Five years, $20 million deal, $4 million AAV. So if you remember when Blake ended up signing, it was interesting because he was coming off a really good season with the Islanders, a 40 goal season. So you're picking up a, a 40 goal score. You know, he'd just gone, you know, you look at the three years before that, you know, 25 goals, 22 goals, and then 28 goals, and then 40 goals in 06, 07 with the Islanders. And then he signs with the Leafs and only put up 15 goals. 15. I understand, nah, it's only 4 million. I mean, that's not that much. 4 million back in 06, 07 was a lot. I can't remember what the exact cap figure was back then, but I'm pretty sure it was in like the 60s. Maybe even as low, like low 60s. So, I mean, that was a lot. That was was a lot. (laughs) Could have even been the 50s. So, when you're not scoring the 40, not even 20 goals that you're expected to, it's kind of a failure. Did a little better with 25 the following year, and then... um, experienced he did have cancer so that kind of that kind of weighed on him a little bit I think uh and his final year with the Leafs ended up getting just 10 goals 26 points in 56 games and then ultimately ended up getting traded at the deadline or right before the deadline to the Anaheim Ducks for uh for Jaya Jaguar so three years in Toronto did not live up to the hype of being a 40 goal scorer. There was there was a, so much hype about him, um, and it just didn't come to fruition. They never made the playoffs the three years that he was here, and uh, yeah, it just or two and a half years, I guess. And I don't know. I just never really thought that he lived up to the hype. So that's why I got him there at, at, at number four. Number three. Mm, okay so the this one number three number two are are basically a tie and i pretty much flipped the coin here i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with mike commissaric as my number three so third worst free agent contract five years 21 and a half million for a 4.3 aav so this was one of Berkey's signings. Like this is a traditional Burke guy. And I remember when, you know, Brian Burke was with the Leafs and he would come on and this specific one, this specific free agent frenzy, this specific July one, he made a bunch of signings and he, you know, used those five verb, those five words, those five buds, buzzwords, you know, we want truculence and, and you know, those five buzzwords and, and Mike Commissarek had all of it. Now, he was Mr. Truculence. And they had to go out and they had to overpay him to get him out of Montreal, to bring him to Toronto. And, well, <laughs> it did not turn out so kindly. Uh, he ended up playing his first season, just 34 games due to injury, and only had four points. Now, he wasn't really a point scorer. He was more of a defensive defenseman anyways. So, you know, points don't really matter, but a minus nine in 34 games for Toronto in his first season. 75 games the next season, then just 45 games again after that. So, really, 
an injury-riddled career for him. Um, you know, he was healthy, scratched a little bit too. And then the following year, his last year in Toronto before being bought out, uh, he effectively uh, spent it <laughs> in the minors, right? He played a few games for the Leafs and then ended up going down to the minors and resurfaced the following year in Carolina and played a few games there. But Mike Komisarek, that contract didn't work out at all, at all. So that one, uh, that one definitely was going to be here on the top five list. And it rivals this one. So, I mean, you could really flip it. They were both bad defensive contracts. But Jeff Finger is my number two guy. I think a four-year deal, $14 million. The, the thing about Jeff Finger is just like, I don't think anybody really, it was like, who? Like, no one knew who he was. And that was the weird part about it. Right? Like, you just didn't know, like, who the heck's Jeff Finger? What are you paying $3.5 million for a guy who I've never heard of. And I, I remember, was I believe it might have been the Toronto Sun or the Star or something that says, Leafs give fans finger. Or something like that was the the leading headline the next day in the paper. And it was, it was, it was funny because there's just so many free agents out there. And then they went and they gave three and a half million bucks to Jeff Finger. And he was awful. Like, I think he only ended up playing a couple of seasons in Toronto and then ended up playing the rest of his contract with the Marlies. So Jeff Finger did not at all live up to expectation. And it was just a bad, bad signing overall. All right, we got we to gotta get going here. My last one, obviously, is got to be David Clarkson. Seven-year deal, $36.7 million, AAV of $5.25 million. David Clarkson, talk about truculence. A couple seasons prior to signing with the Leafs, he had a, his first and only 30-goal season. Pop, big power forward, big guy, you know, six foot, 210 pounds. Kind of an agitator, grinder type player. And then the lockout season had 15 goals in 48 games. And then ended up signing in Toronto. And played just two seasons here. Just two years. 108 games. Nope. 111. 118 games, sorry. And 118 games, he had 26 points. And a negative 25. 26 points in two seasons. For a guy we paid $5.25 million and expected him to score 25 to 30 goals. <laughs> he barely he did break that in in points through two seasons. And we thought he was a 25 goal scorer. Well, I didn't, but they did. I knew it was a bad signing from the get-go. I never thought that David Clarkson when everyone's saying Clarkson's the number one, you know, fish of the free agent class this year, you know, we gotta go out, we gotta get Clarkson, the Leafs, he's a he's a hometown boy, bring him home. You know, he's that 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 tough, truculent type player. I think Clarkson's the guy we want. No. He was never the guy I wanted. And when he signed, I knew that the Leafs were gonna regret that contract and they're still regretting it. Because that contract, technically, right now, is still on the books. <laughs> you know, seven years later, he hasn't played for the team for five years. For five years. And they still are shelling out money to this guy. 
it was bad. Somehow they traded the deal and brought on another contract, Nathan Horton's deal, who also couldn't play hockey anymore. Uh, but it allowed them to like just get the cap off the books at least, and then ended up bringing them back in ex- uh, when from Vegas in exchange for I think it was what Garrett, I think it was Price or um, well, I can't think of him. Uh, Sparks, Garrett Sparks. So that kind of happened randomly in the middle of the summer. And Clarkson all of a sudden was back to being Maple Leaf. <laughs> and now he's 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 finally done. The contract's run, run its course. And uh, and that's it. That's it for Clarkson. His, his career's over. It's been over a while, but it's certainly over now. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the show here today. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Lockdown Leafs Podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. And if you want to hear some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Lockdown NHL podcast where me and four other Lockdown hosts discuss the latest news around the entire league. As for this show, I'll be back with another episode next week. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs. Leafs.